Yo, what's going on, guys? So um, we got another episode of Bottom of the Building. Today we have Aaron Webb on the episode. What's Aaron Webb do for a living? So Aaron Webb plays bass with Firewater Tent Revival and Widgeon currently. Oh, I, I love those bands. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a really fun episode, especially <laughs> the... Uh, I mean, we get into all the stuff that Firewater and Widgeon are doing and some of his history with Custard Pie, which is a lot of fun. Um, and just, you know, the fucking characters that those guys were. And uh, his start into playing bass at a, at a later age and then get, kind of getting it, like, you know, run through the ringer and just, you know, having to play with guys like Brandon and Rory right off the bat, you know? Yeah, it's a pretty incredible story, actually. I can't imagine me starting to learn how to play a brand new instrument at the age of, what, 24 is what he said? 23. 23. And then be like, I'm in a band now, like, less than a year later. Especially with guys like Brandon and Rory. Like, like a touring band. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, and they're so fucking good, too, to keep up with them. Um, but then the, uh, the unpopular opinions killed me this week. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Good good round of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, guys, stick around. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Yeah, enjoy the episode. This is Bottom of the Bill. Where we talk about the modern grind of a musician. Album cycle. Oh, hold on, Bill. Give me a second, man. Because we don't know what we're talking Spotify about. Spotify playlist. You keep interrupting me. That's not how we discussed it. Just give me a second, man. We invite established artists Festival on the show. Festival lineups. Can I just get my stuff out real quick? We invite established artists on to share their strategy to success. Marketing strategies. The premier do-it-yourself podcast. Hashtag DIY. Aw, oh, screw it. This is bottom of the bill. Are right, you saying we're rolling, guys? Yeah. All right. Um, oh, damn it. What happened? Nothing. God damn it. What a bastard. He just fires you up. That's had, all it is. Yeah, I had a real good flow going. I feel like we had a good conversation. I was going to kind of segue into the like thing. A and heavy then flow. You just fucking put a damn in that flow, Chris. You're off my For groove. For fuck's sakes. Dude, oh, we close the whole podcast. That's what we're going <laughs> to I feel like we are. Uh, Aaron, how have you been, man? Pretty good. You've been pretty good. Pretty busy. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Right around the corner, too, you said. Yep. Give us your exact street address. Street address? Uh, probably not on the podcast. All right. We'll get it later. We'll get it later. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Billy's the person who walked into your house this morning. Sean, see what's up. My dog almost killed you. Oh, yeah. All six pounds of him. God loves a terrier. That is... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good callback. Thanks. Uh, that, that movie is... Fucking golden though, right? <laughs> Fred Willard is probably that's his best role. So I talk think. about fucking like long rants about random things. I like thought nuts scene that he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nut, beach nut. <laughs> yeah. Walnut. Walnut. Cashew. That's the top of nut. <laughs> is he calling back to Forrest Gump when he's no, doing he's that? No, he's talking about uh, the best know. in show. The best in show. Uh, you ever see that movie? It's mm-hmm. like a mockument. It's kind of like Spinal Tap, but it's about dog. A dog. Okay. Show. Same okay. crew of people. Yeah. Same comedy troupe. Okay. Okay. And they yeah, it's like a like a. A dog show and they just follow around people they're doing this dog pageant and it, they're the most awkward group of people yeah. my great-grandmother was a judge on like she judged dog shows really yeah like she, we she, there's like a painting there's a hand drawn with pencil at my house of this huge chow and his name was king he won like a bunch of awards and my grandma was like i don't really know what to do with this anymore you want it and i'm like 
yeah whatever and then i like brought it to their house and my wife's like that's fucking weird can you like hide that somewhere like can you put it in the closet like i don't want to look at it that is it's just weird bust out it's just coach. like uh, a big a big chow yeah yes. <laughs> yeah it's just those huge chow he's massive it's so just, funny. You should probably watch that movie. You'd probably get a kick out of it. <laughs> Dude, she had the meanest dogs ever. Really? I, I only have like a couple memories of her, but she just, mean chihuahuas just. Did you ever go to a dog show with her? Fuck no. No? No. That would be fucking hilarious. No, I went to the racetrack. That's what I did as a kid. <laughs> you know. It's That's, kind of a dog show. It's kind of, it. you know. Was it a, <laughs> a Greyhound racing track or like a horse No, track? like, you know, late model cars and. Oh, you I know. thought he meant like the Greyhound. No. Guess he did. Yeah. yeah, we had a big Greyhound racing track in Hialeah. South they don't Florida. do that anymore. They don't do that anymore? In Florida, no, we voted it out. Probably for the best, right? Yeah, except then everybody was like, all right, well, we'll just get rid of these dogs. And then they were like, oh, no, that's not what we meant. Yeah. But now you just see a bunch of Greyhounds on leashes walking all slow going. I've got nothing well, to live for anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I wish 65-year-old I, lady. All I was racing. All I know how to do is drive, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Like a bunch, of, a bunch of Ricky Bobbies on leashes around here. Yeah, that's a good, I know you ordered that movie. So. Good concept for a movie right there. Right. There's a bunch of retired like, Greyhound like racers. Oh, my God. I so just want to go fast again. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's Ricky Bobby meets All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, right. nice. That movie's so sad. <laughs> all Dogs Go to Heaven? It's a sad yeah, movie. It's a sad movie. Yeah. Um, all right, so we should probably get into some good music talk. <laughs> <laughs> Ranting about dogs for the last fucking five minutes. Okay. Um, Aaron Webb, how do you balance working a job, having a family, and being oh, in two for fuck's bands? And what's your favorite color while we're at it? No, I already know. <laughs> that seems irrelevant. Yes. Uh, but you are really busy, though. You have a family. Uh, you have So you have two kids, right? I have two kids, yep. And then you have, obviously, Jamie, your beautiful wife. And then you have uh, two bands that are gigging, or well, at least Firewater's gigging pretty consistently. Let me back up a little bit. I have five kids total technically holy because jamie's got three. Oh yeah that's right Jam- jamie's got three and i've got two and we have one together i was gonna say you're like fucking Genghis khan over here i Sorry. was gonna say the partridge family but that was a kind of a weird way to go with it i'm just right. saying you know what's up what's up before we get too far ahead we got to fix an audio thing so let's just let's hold for a sec okay, okay. Anton, well at least at least he stopped you know Anton, I mean? where'd you get these guys come on oh, don't want another half of it, bro. Talk about last week. Fucking last page of Craigslist. That's just, where we got. I'll just <laughs> stare a hole into Chris until he looks at me. Yeah. There what? he is. There. That was, a good, right. that was a good movie. Um, good movie too. The town. That movie <laughs> just keep going. Over here. We're pretty good over I hate here. That so movie. You're good over there. Well, uh, Aaron, as to where they found us, we should probably get our Craigslist ad back up online after this one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fucking last page. Do you pay for like the clicks on Craigslist, oh, or is it just cheaper to be yeah. on the last page? No, we have to pay for clicks because no yeah. one will. Yeah, we're pretty low rated as it is. So. Like, oh, look, a sponsored one. What's this? <laughs> yes, sponsored Craigslist. Cool band. Imagine? They're named Yellow Pages. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, we, are we recording? Yeah, now? we're all we're all good. They've been okay. recording. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So where we left off, you were uh, we were talking about you. You want to go back from? Oh, wait, five kids. Okay, Genghis Khan, right? But not really because you, they're stepchildren. But they're still you're still raising them, so um, yeah. Moral, they're mo- I, 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 I love them like they're my own. We'll I got gotcha. you. Okay, you know? gotcha, gotcha. So I'm curious though as to how you balance 
you know, working a full-time job, being a family man, and then playing in two bands that are, you know, cons- consistently doing things? Um, it's, it's not easy. It's just some days are, like, way super hard, and then other days are like, oh, that's, everything's clicking and everything's good. But then other days I'm like, the stress goes somewhere. It just doesn't seem to stay on me for some reason. Maybe it, like, stresses work out or it stresses, like, maybe one of my guys in one of the bands it's like oh crap he's gonna be 15 minutes late or he can't make this date or like tonight uh widgeon was didn't i forgot to tell him i'm doing the podcast you know so they're like we need to rehearse because we have gigs coming up sorry ben i was about to say that's probably janet's fault yeah that's janet's but, fault for sure janice it's Janice. but we're so like yeah okay roll with the punches you know like it seems like everybody in my life is very like oh okay cool all right, we'll just we'll do it next week. Yeah, I mean, there, there's something something to be said about like you know, kind of just rolling with the punches and not like trying to, you know, force a fucking square into a circle type situation. You know, right? Like it's just life experience for me has always been don't don't force anything really. Yeah, just kind of just do your best in the moment. You know, and it took me a long time to get there. I used to be like super serious and everything has to be perfect and I'm super competitive against myself because I'm like you got to be better than you were yesterday but it's like you know the last couple of years I've just been real like we're just going to do the best we can all the time and just try to be accountable and try to be responsible and you know you got five songs to learn before Friday or ten songs like y- you guys stressed me a little bit but it's just because it was like songs and I'm like I know these songs, but I've never played them. Okay. Oh, that time you filled in with us at Wicked Barley. I was, like, Barley, I was yeah. like, oh God, I got to do, I got to need to go, need to do a good job, man. You crushed it though. I didn't want to go up there and be like, rip, rip, rip. no, you crushed it. I kept it. looking at Billy and Billy's like sign language. Yeah. Yes. Sign language. Every, every <sighs> musician should know sign language. <sighs> yeah. Like that helped, but yeah, no, it definitely helps. Pa- patience. I mean, the, there's just a lot of things that go into it. I mean, I have a cool job. I have a cool boss. Um, shout out to Chad Deal and Jess Deal, Legro Pool Care. And then I got a great wife, and then I got a great band. I mean, bands. I mean, w- Widgeon's very, you know, we're, we're mostly recording nowadays, and then as the gigs come, we take them. You know, we're not really out there pushing and trying to, you know, go out like Firewater, per se, you know. And then Firewater's going out and doing it. So it's like, and I was going out and doing it for a long time with, with pie so it's like kind of used to going out and doing it on that front it's just i've added other things like recording more and rehearsing more and wife kids and yeah. job and stuff so it's just it's a juggling act i'm just getting good at spinning plates man yeah <laughs> just, that's all you got to do you got to get good at juggling and spinning plates there's something you said about like about i mean obviously i'm sure that with all your endeavors just naturally there's gonna be some people that are you know, not happy the fact you can't do this or can't do that at certain times or you're not available for certain things, but there's got to be um, some kind of reward in that for everybody that, that, that you're working with or that you're, you know, that, that, that depend on you because at the end of the day, if you didn't have these things happening in your life, you would probably not be like the happiest person to be around, you know? Wait, I thought about it today when you uh, you sent me some stuff to just look at. I was like, you know, I can't have my family life and just my music because then the lights aren't on, you know, I can't just have my music and my work life because then I'm just lonely and empty. 
you know, like, what am I doing this for? There's nobody there when I get home, turn the light on and there's nothing, you know, I mean, and I can't, you know, vice versa. Like I, I can't have just one of them. I can't just have two of them without the other at this point. I've, I've figured out a real good three part system, basically, you know, like not that it's a system, there's feelings and people involved, <laughs> but, 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 but just, you know, there's job, music and family and I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I got, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm happy. Everything's good. You it know? is interesting. Yeah. Like when I was single and I just had, I just, all I did was work constantly and then had, uh, just cover gigs like constantly. I'm like, I'm making a lot of money right now. I'm definitely being fulfilled in music, but damn, was I lonely. So it's nice to have all three, but it doesn't leave time for damn near much anything else, does it? No. We, we <laughs> like, what are you going to do, though? We literally fall asleep watching a movie or watching a show every yeah, night. You know, nice. I come home, there's dinner, and when I get a free day, I take a home project out, you know, and just, you know, for example, I'm like, start pressure washing, and she's like, you've been out here for six hours. I'm like, uh, I'm pressure washing everything while I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, one day. Got to get it when I can, you know. I hear it's you, It's kind of just... You know, the whole discipline equals freedom thing. Yeah. I try to stay disciplined in a sense of when I'm in the middle of something, don't don't let your ADHD f- fucking kick in because it will. And oh, there's man. there's that voice in your head that's like, ooh, shiny. And it's just you have to like, no, ooh, shiny, go away. I have to do this because then I have, you know, instead of five minutes to go, ooh, shiny and go, oh, no, I got to go back to the thing. You do the thing and then you have. X time to do. Ooh, shiny. What was that? You know, I mean, I don't know. I just try to one thing at a time. You know, it seems to be working out for you because you have like the most Zen energy out of most musicians (laughs) that I know. I will say that. I just, I don't know. Stress doesn't do anything good for you. Yeah. It really doesn't. And it's, if you can figure out a way to get rid of all your stress, like whatever it is that's stressing you, it's probably something. If you can't control it, then why are you stressing about it? If you can control it, then you can change something about the stress. Right. You can alter it in some way to be more prepared when you know it's going to, you know, come to a pinch point per se. Like, oh, next week's going to fucking suck. All right. Well, you know it's going to suck. Why does it suck? Blah, blah, blah. Break it down. Figure it out. Luckily, I have a great, amazing wife who's like, hey, dummy did you call so and so you need to call him you know or don't forget this don't forget that like i'm you know i got good people in the bands nigel's a great planner dave's a great you know how are we actually going to do it you know ben's a great engineer you know brandon's brandon yeah (laughs) matt max is like another like multi-talented doing a million things at one time everything's going you know Chris and Dave work harder than most people I've ever even met, you know, Hoff's the same way. Like everybody's always, you know, I've, I've got a great team. We got a, like a thing that I don't know how it happened, but somehow it just started rolling and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to cause any ripples in the, just let it go. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's been, it's been going, it's been going great. And I just take it as it comes and, try to help certain people in my life that stress a lot and get real anxious and i'm like it's all right dude it's nothing you can do about it you know just don't worry and then you know like brandon says he gets mad at me sometimes he's like you're so chill like you're so chill all the time I'm like because you know 
why not? Yeah. Why, why not? Raise your blood pressure, too. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. probably why I have high blood not. Nah. I love how the fucking... Nah. Like... Like I went to, I had to get a COVID test recently because um, I was at a wedding and somebody at the wedding got uh, COVID. So I was just, you know, being safe or whatever. You never said if you tested negative. I tested yeah. negative, okay, yeah. Thanks. But they, but <laughs> it was, I just it realized was, that. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. No, I'm just joking. I'm positive. We're all fucked. Um, but I was, uh, but I was there and they were, they were checking my vitals or whatever. And she was like, it was the most like arbitrary thing to say. It's like, well, your blood pressure is not high. But you should keep an eye on it because it needs to be here, but it's around here. And I'm like, so is it high or not? Because like it sounds like you're telling me it's not where it needs above to be. Average. It's above average, you right. know, but it's not at a point where it's a problem. You're not yet. on blood pressure medication. No, not, not even close, hopefully. But right. it does run in my family, so I do have to keep an eye on it. It was kind of, but it was a scary thing because like, you know, whatever, I'm like in my early 30s. So I, I, I just got through my 20s, right? right? And you're just like. You know, not here, here it comes. It's like not the invent. Yeah, exactly. Here it's, it comes. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like not not that I ever had this notion of being invincible. Is I hated when people were like, oh, I thought I was invincible. I never thought I was invincible. Right. I knew the day was going to come. When the day does come, where you're like, you have to start watching these kinds of things. You're like, oh wow, okay, this is this is real though, for real. It's like all of a sudden you're just like, oh well, high blood pressure can can be a problem, and it is in my family. So you got to like watch out for it. Yeah, it runs in my family, which is ironic because. Nobody in my family runs. <laughs> uh, just their blood pressure, no? I guess. All right. <laughs> no, Billy's a little off tonight with the jokes, I will say. I'm spot on. Well, you know, not the blood, though, right? Because it's always running. It's a little spotty. Yeah, it's a little spotty. <laughs> um, all right, so I do want to talk about, like, your, you know, early career as, as an artist. And um, you started playing bass a little bit later on, right? Right. You were, like, 19, 20? It was 2014, so I was probably 23. 23, right, 23, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you start like you 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 picked up bass at 23 years old, and then kind of immediately got in with Brandon and Rory, right? Well, initially, I just Brandon said it one day like, "Hey, you played tuba all through school, like you know, bass is just tuba." It's the same. It's the same <laughs> cliff. It's just literally on a string rather than a horn. It's yeah, like the same instrument. It's the it, same instrument. It's yeah. the same concept too. And, how you approach it, right? Well, and I feel like it's it's different, but in I don't know. Like bass is real. Like to me, after playing bass for a long time, it's different in the way of like when I play it. When I played tuba, there's a lot more like you know I'm holding a note for eight beats. I'm more of like a, uh, you know, in the background, but with bass, you're, you're driving it, you're moving, you know, it's a lot more like staccato and broken up and stuff. So it's like, it's very different, but also the same in a lot of, in a lot of sense. But it's like, he said it one day, like, Hey man, you know, why don't you like check out bass? You know, I got a bass in this room and it's Ashdown amp and whatever. So I'm just like, Oh, okay, cool. And I like, you know, what I knew about bass was like flea, you know cliff williams from acdc i just knew the, all the famous pop guys you know i know i know nothing about like james jamerson or anything like that or any like anthony jackson like I, you know any of the you know, guys you don't know that play bass that are actually like the most influential guys probably so it's like okay cool and i started with like literally with like flea's bass lesson on youtube it's like 50 minutes long and i watched this bass lesson for like six or seven nights in a row I'd like fall asleep watching the bass lesson. 
like playing, trying to play the bass, like figuring it out one finger at a time. You know? That's awesome. <laughs> one thumb at a time. Cause I thought that, uh, initially when I started, there were four strings. So I was like, leave the pinky out. And I just play like all four <laughs> strings with all four fingers. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't have to jump. And you know, just like these little things I thought I was making like, you know, shortcuts, you know? And, uh, but no, I just started with like YouTube and I went and bought a couple books and just started started on it like that brandon was kind of the initial like you know i want to play bass and you know when brandon's not playing with his band you know maybe i can just jam with him or something it just strictly started as fun i'm like i'm 23 what's the chances of me being good enough to play in a band you know i'm not i didn't start when i was five i never thought i was going to be like a prodigy or anything like that so i mean i just literally took it as fun and then i i guess progressed fast enough to get pulled into a band like hey just rory brought me up on sundays for you know like brandon said chicken wings and beer like hey you want to come play these songs <laughs> i'm like what's a g he's like it's the third fret on the e string dummy come on <laughs> like, oh, okay you know just real 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 started out real basic you know just do this just you know this is this is this kind of song you want to be more legato i'm like what's legato you know, it, just, it started out real i didn't know shit you know and rory kind of got me got my feet up under me and then you know we got the band going there in the early days and i started like went through these covers very you know very basic like i'd get through the songs like yeah i played the root note and i changed at the right time you know it was very like that it wasn't like wow cool lick at the end of that one dude that was awesome or i like the way you changed the chord there at the end of the bridge you're like like, (laughs) subbing chords and shit that's awesome i'm just like we were on A, right? Yeah. Right? Got, that, that last part of the song is an A, right? I hit A. I mean... You got the gig, though, right? I got the gig. And that's the fucking thing with bass players. I swear it was mostly like, oh, he's our buddy. You know, it was mostly, oh, he's our buddy, and he's funny or something. Where did it start out at? Um, it started in Valdosta. In Valdosta? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's probably like thousands of bass players in Valdosta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I was the only, only free bass player within a... You know, probably 50 mile radius maybe not far off from jacksonville man well, <laughs> it's like five bass players like the here. only thing to do in the the biggest scene in Valdosta is probably heavy music it's probably like you know metalcore or whatever playing with the pick being as loud and as low and as fast as possible and screaming something nobody understands only, that wasn't your thing yeah, that I've was only, only played there once and where i can't remember there's some lounge ashley street station yeah that one yeah Ass, right? ass, ass, ass bar, yeah, ass bar. That's right. No offense, I don't know the people who run the place, but I, I, I know the guy. Oh yeah, I know the guy. He's uh, he's been in the scene for a long time. Yeah, he's whatever, whatever torches lit. It's still lit there. I think I'm not sure. I haven't been been by there in a long time, but I still drive by every now and then, and I see Asher Steed Station. He's still there kicking, and uh, there's another another bar it used to be lucky's now it's arlen's it's been a bunch of different places but uh the guy who runs it he's kind of had a place going for a while too and there's another place called rum runners there's just like a whole strip of college bars you know and is there a college there yeah there is valdosta state university oh okay yep is it like a they have like a football team and there's like a whole scene there there were what? the d3 national champs for a couple times or something oh, something okay. like that gotcha and uh they, so, got a, they got a marching band, jazz band. So not much of a college scene there. Then, I mean, it's weird. There's like a little underground jazz scene and stuff that just you know, I don't, I don't know any Coltrane standards. So I'll just watch and be like, wow, you're good at upright. You know, like, yeah. I, 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 I'm out of my element here. You know, there's 
that scene and then you know the cover scene the wedding scene and then yeah it's not much it's it's not much it's 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 like anything in jacks but just you know real condensed Condensed, yeah i feel you is that where you met rory and brandon everybody i met initially i met rory from yeah from like going to shows and i met him at brandon's and stuff like that i'm like oh he plays with justin justin moore and uh they're in the blues factor band like one of the they were one of the best wedding bands around back then and uh it's still going. Justin still got it going. But uh, I I first initially saw and met Brandon. They were playing Battle of the Bands at, at the high school. It was like my junior year, and I think Brandon was maybe a freshman or a sophomore or something. And they came out. They, like, walked out to do their set, and the first song they played was Even Flow. Nice. And he was playing the drum beat like Matt Cameron plays it. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, that kid's freaking pretty good at drums. Holy shit. Like, he was, like, nailing it. The rest of the band was great, too. But Brandon was like, I'd like, you just hear him. You hear him play, and you're like, whoa, who's that guy? Yeah. He's really good at drums. That hasn't changed, either. He's still always kind of like the star of the show, I feel like. He's, yeah, he's very, like, dynamic. Very, like, you're hitting the drums at a different like how hard you're hitting it's almost different every in between the hits and yeah you're, and you're playing like really fast like how are you doing that yeah so, or just like he can get soft immediately like there's a bunch of different skills that i noticed early on about him he's like one of the best listeners yeah. just in general not, not just drummer but just in general listening and knowing the direction of the song and i didn't know i didn't realize this stuff till i started playing with him some of it but i was just like holy shit you're good <laughs> like whoa and then i started playing with him and i'm like Oh my God, you're a hundred times better than me. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, why are you letting me play with you right now? You know, it's one of those moments where you're like, "Why is it? Why are you on stage with me? <laughs> like, I'm so basic right now. Thank you for playing with me, like live." He must have seen something there because obviously, like, I mean, and yeah, that that is that I would imagine that going through your head because I mean, he even with me now when I play with him, it's like like he's so good. I, I, half the time I'm hanging on for dear life, not because he's doing anything crazy, but because he's able to take these songs and these jams and like different. Like he's he's just guiding the ship back there, right? You know, and it's like like you're just like man, I don't I don't know where this is going, but I like it, you right? Know? Well, this the some wise man in rock or jazz or something said your your band's is only as good as your drummer is. So it's like any band I'm in with Brandon, I'm like band's pretty good. What was your uh what was it like getting uh <laughs> You're right. uh like like coming up with those guys and then trying to like what was your practice regimen like knowing that you kind of had to you were stepping into the fire a little bit, you know? Well, initially I couldn't figure anything out. I like I'd have to cheat and like look at tabs. I would listen to it over and over again and just be like, I don't even know where to start. Like where the f- where the fuck you-? like the songs were hard. Yeah. Like, they, they, like they're you know, I could do them now and probably learn five or ten of them in a week and go to a show and stuff like that. But back then it was like, what? Are you shitting me right now? Like, are you guys want me to play this? I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even know anything. Whoa, what? You know, I just looking at a house. But yeah, go build it, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were they were hard on me. They were very like, did you learn that song? No, I couldn't figure it out and they're like what the fuck you couldn't figure out the song i'm like why didn't you ask somebody to help you and i'm like because i have pride yeah <laughs> i don't know and then the connor initially our other guitar player was like all right let me, let me show you a little bit this is how you figure out a song songs playing do this oh it sounds good oh my god that's probably in key wow 
fantastic, right? So it's like I knew how to like start picking up techniques and scales and blah, 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 all the basics, but I didn't know how to learn a song. I didn't know how to do that. I come from, what do you mean learn the song? It's on the sheet music. Like it's literally, there's three flats. Like I know, I know what key it's in, you know, and I learned, I played the notes on the page. I didn't really like take the notes away and marching band and stuff like that, but I didn't know how to like listen to a song and learn it. So Connor taught me how to learn songs in a sense. Brandon taught me how to learn songs rhythmically. And, uh, you know, we just, we just went from there and then initially it was, it was tough. It was really tough. But how long was it before you picking up the bass to gigging? Was uh, it probably, I mean, was Rory doing those Sunday stuff? Like not that long. Yeah. Like uh, months under a year for sure. Shit, dude. God that's pretty damn. dope. I was in the water. Yeah, but still, like, I mean, anybody picking up an instrument like that and then be like, yeah, I can play it. Let's go. Yeah, I was. Even if it is for wings and beer, whatever. Yeah. I was pretty, that's pretty impressive. I was, I was not, I was not confident at all back then. I was very like, all right, maybe I can do it. Let's see what happens, (laughs) you know, but it wasn't like, yeah, I'm about to fuck this space up. Wasn't that at all. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta get a lot of shows under your belt, I suppose. Yeah. Before you can start feeling that confident. Right, right. What, uh, um, what was it, I guess, like going from not being a bass player to gigging in custard pies? I mean, you guys were fucking after it, man. You guys were gigging more more than most bands were gigging, you know? We we were extremely focused. Yeah. Like, it's almost like they waited for me to get to a certain point, and then um, I got to a certain point where I kind of found like a you know, you get to a thing where you're like, man, I think I'm pretty good at a certain little slice of the pie over here. You know, no pun intended. Um, you know, you find your, you find your kind of niche, you know, and I'm, you know, and I was like, okay, I, I got comfortable per se. And then, uh, it just, I kind of lost the question, but I know what you're trying to get at, but it was like, it, it, it got fast. It was got real crazy. It just was like, playing all the time just makes you better anyways and at the time i kind of stopped focusing on anything work life wise or if i had a girlfriend i didn't really spend a lot of time with her you know and just kind of was like band 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 bass 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 and just literally it felt like it went like that for three or four years and then uh, around the end of 18 and night like i played we played with you guys in 2018 mm-hmm. i think or something yeah, like that the roadhouse yep and, Shit, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, that was like, no, the first time I saw you was at the festival we played on, and like, now I fucking, yeah, it was at the fucking Roadhouse. That was yeah. like Billy's first gig, too, I think, with you guys. Yeah, second no. or third, that maybe. Was, that was it under was, five. Yeah, yeah for it was sure. definitely under five. And it was definitely the first Billy, time but. I saw y'all, and I was like, yeah, you guys are great, but I can't believe that's, I just like, my just got rushed back to the head i'm like oh i fucking remember that that's show. the first time i saw sean and i'm like that's a modulus yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mike, mike plays a modulus yeah oh. sure. i was freaking out over sean because sean sean was sean's great yeah so but uh but but yeah i just i don't know i just kind of hit the ground running and was always if the if we were running as a group i've i was always in the back for a long time and i was okay with it you know i'm like i'm a support instrument for Christ's sake, you know, I don't, I'm not doing bass solos all night, bringing the crowd in, you know, I'm not, and I'm still not like that. I'm not really trying to, yeah, check out my bass solo, man. Wasn't it cool? You know, like that's not my, well, that's not my mindset or vibe at all really with it. But you know, initially it was a lot of catch up and a lot of, all right, we're, 
we're going to Atlanta tonight and then we got to be in Tampa tomorrow after. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. And then you get out of the car in Tampa and you're like, Brandon, push me against that tree so my back will be straight again. Yeah. And they're like, all right, let's go. I know. But the, the, uh, I will say that, uh, when first time I saw you guys play, um, I think was at a Monday night jam or something. You guys at, at, at Spliffs when it was still over at the, uh, that little, okay. What, you, what that, that taco spot now yeah, yeah um i think you guys came in and we're, we're doing some stuff and i was like god damn this rhythm section's on fire <laughs> and uh, i remember talking you were like yeah i've been playing for like two years and i was like <laughs> two years you right. fucking serious so i mean you you were catching on stuff pretty quick you know what i mean it was you know there's like 10 hour days you know just i was just playing all day with brandon we yeah. literally just shedding and i would hear something and literally just just go after it until i got it or i didn't got it get it and i'd drop it and come back later and that's probably the magic of custard pie though right i mean like work ethic work ethic and also that you guys went for it a lot of the time i think that's what kind of sells in the jam band world it's like not so much like how i mean you guys are really good regardless but so this isn't a slight but like not how perfect you get something or not how how balls. flawless performance was yeah it's balls it's like like are are you really going for it or and like are you really committing to going for it and even and if you fail or or succeed it's like it's people just respect that you it know? was just intention it was just 100 percent balls and we had we had pure intention yeah you know, we were just trying to trying to do something we were trying to get in that space where Everybody gets in that space at least once a show and goes, man, this is badass. You know, you look around, and you're like, holy shit. Or you're like, I don't know what's happening, but it's awesome. You're like, it, this was not planned. And yeah. we always loved that. Like, let's not plan for anything and see what happens. Or let's kind of plan for something. And then just, you know, there's going to be certain moments in the show where you got to kind of like, all right, I've never done a double backflip, but we're going to do a yeah. double backflip. <laughs> oh my God, we landed it. Did you guys hear that? It was amazing. You know, and 100%. then we'd land, we'd land the double backflip and go from a A to an A flat and have no idea how we did it because none of us are skilled or trained enough to Dude, you put two That's chords, a backflip I've ever heard put of. Put two chords in between those and it sounds way, you know, you learn way later. Like, dude, there's just progressions where you could do that, you know. But totally. initially we're just like, chromatically move, go, you know, just make it happen, you know. Totally. But, totally. You know. That's what I loved about you guys, I man. It was always such a pleasure watching you guys jam and do your thing because it was just like, it was just, uh, you guys just always went for it, you know. And I had a lot of fun playing, like playing with your band. Like, uh, what was it? Only like two times. Uh, Jason's at Jason's, Jason and then I think there was another show at. at the, I I could have sworn there was another show that I played with y'all too. Possibly, but I just loved. I loved it. it so, I remember Jason's. Jason's was awesome. Jason's yeah, Fire was Festival. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was, that dope. was super cool. Yeah. Yeah, both of you guys played with us, yeah. Yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. That was a yeah. fucking ridiculous jam. Honestly, it went on so long, and uh, we're not gonna stop it. Yeah, you know us. <laughs> no, I yeah, know. Of course, yeah, yeah. It, it, but it was so it, it it didn't feel like it was. There's sometimes you're, you're in those moments on stage, and you're like, "This has gone on long enough, guys." Right. But it never felt like that with you guys. It was always just like, "This is gonna." We, I know this is going somewhere. I just, I trusted the the musicians around me whenever I was playing with you guys that this wasn't gonna get stagnant. This is for sure going somewhere. Right. You know, and it always did, which is why I loved jamming with you guys so much. You know. There was just always another texture you could find. You know? uh, especially with fucking Brandon on the drums, man. Like, he just, he's always just like doing, he, he's got like a million things going on back there, but he hides it all so well. Right. And when you really want to tune in to whatever frequency he's, he's hitting on any given 
drum or cymbal, you're just like, oh, that's doing that. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride on that, and then he notices that you're doing that, so he leans into that thing, plays with you. Yeah, exactly. Does whatever you're doing just, on just the ride or just uh, the kick or something. It's so like just what a fucking journey playing with that guy. I mean, all you guys, honestly, Custard Pie was like one of my favorite bands to sit in with. Definitely you know. the funniest band. I will say. You guys were a fucking riot for God, sure. God, we fucking took Rory. Uh, he, he, what's ironic as hell is Rory filled in for us on bass uh-huh. before yeah. you. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember I'm like, that. No, I was like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get Rory. In. No, Rory, Rory <laughs> said something ever. like, you know, Anton needs a fill-in on bass. And I'm like, you go do that gig. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the hardest shit, dude. You yeah. got originals, right? And he's like, yeah, originals. And I'm like, Deuces, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I was not ready at the time. I really wasn't. Yeah, since I was kind of glad he, glad he jumped on it. Uh, I mean, and it worked out. It worked. It worked he, out. He got you through the period. To, he he it nailed it. I mean, he nailed it, and and he was so goddamn funny in the van, bro. Yeah. It's like the stories he's got, man. Dude, he he's he, he's hilarious. Yeah, he he had a lot of good uh good old school stories and old like just shit that happened that crazy. Just crazy shit that's happened on the road and life in general. There's a story I won't go too deep into because it it's I don't know how much he wants to, to be out there, but there's a kidney stone story that you've probably heard before. Yeah. And holy fuck, that has got to be one of the funniest stories of all time. That's yeah. pretty bad. He's yeah. like, I just remember uh, an opera yell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was very, it was an intimate moment where a kidney stone probably shouldn't have passed. Yeah. And it passed and it was like, <laughs> Whoa. Oh fuck! I just remember the whole story now. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, there was some definitely like he was singing like a French opera guy in some hotel room somewhere after a panic show. That's so, all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just know, like, that's, that's all I remember. So good. Yeah, we sold we sold Brandon too for our album release when uh, Aaron got Aaron COVID. Got, our our Aaron got COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he he learned all the parts in two days. Two days, the whole thing for an album release show God for the whole damn. tour. Did you fucking nail that run or what? Oh my god, how, how nervous it. were you that first show? How nervous was he that first show? Not even for a second. And he's like just a bag of nerves. I tell you right. that. I never it was, central I, nervous I, system over here. We had a rehearsal with with, with Brandon. We he, had one okay. rehearsal, yeah, so yeah. I knew that he was kind of already there. You but didn't do it cold. We didn't <laughs> do it totally like, oh, cold. Shit. I would have been a little bit more nervous, but also I'm so confident in Brandon's ability to do anything, is it, is even this, if he doesn't play necessarily the exact thing that Aaron would have played in that moment. He's going to play in the right time yeah. with the right feel to and get you to the next. He goes, yeah, I've been, I've been laying tile all day just listening to your music. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, that's good enough for us. So yeah. <laughs> two days we had to fucking go on tour. Didn't sit down at a kit to practice the stuff at all. Just, just listened to it for, you know, however long he was working that day and had it internalized, just knew what he needed to do. And what a mind. Yeah, I mean, it really is, man. He's like fucking Rain Man with that shit. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Like he's like, I don't know, but it's it's also just because like my experience playing with him over the years, I just knew that it was it wasn't gonna be a problem for him. When he told me he was available that weekend, yeah. I was like, holy fuck, man! I went from like All about in. to yeah, All in. yeah, I was shut my chips in. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so 
yeah, it was it was a fun weekend. Those though. songs were tough. He told me. He called me a couple times like, God damn it. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with them? Yeah. Why would you write something this crazy? It's yeah. awesome. I love these songs. We but write like, complicated music for complicated people. Right. And that should be Side Hustle's tagline. Yeah. I'd right. Say. Complicated music for complicated people. <laughs> uh, I myself am a complicated person, so yeah. what are you going to do? Right. I, too, am strange and unusual. <laughs> but you're not complicated, though, right? That's from Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Um, all right, so we should get into bottom of the billboard. Sure, let's do it. Fucking do it. I, I kept on, uh, I kept on forgetting the name of the song, and now I remember now. I so. forgot too. I sent Aaron the text yesterday. I sent, I said, "Small Tides" by I'm Freezing. Do you mean Small Strides? And I was like, "That's the one." Uh, what <laughs> album is this off of? This is their one, one of their newest singles. Okay, do we have the album name, boys? 2022. It's just a single. Waiting yeah, for a friend. Oh, Waiting for a friend is is the uh, it's a full album. I thought it was just a single release. Full album. They had come out with an album like every year. Yeah, I know. Every, I, yeah. I will say that I chose this one because obviously you're going to be on, and I know the people that will watch this episode will appreciate um, some Unfreeze stuff, and uh, yeah. Um, so asking for a friend, not waiting for a friend. Sorry, yeah, asking, yeah, asking for, for a friend. Yes. Yeah. So, and it just came out, you said? 2022, apparently. Oh, wow. yeah, I think like March it came out. And the whole album came out. They haven't released the full album on so, Apple Music. Oh, this is the... Okay, just, okay, okay. They're doing singles. Okay. Yeah, yeah got it, got so, it. yeah. So, I will say, this is um, not my favorite Unfreeze tune. Yeah. But I love the way these guys are... Like, they're so... They, they exercise so much restraint in their songs, you know? You listen to the guitar parts and like just like how layered and textured everything is in this song. It's like, and it just kind of slowly builds over time. There's like a new element being added, which is like kind of like the like like, like the dance music stuff that, that you like. So there's like kind of a similar, I think, build when it comes to the way that the, the song is arranged. Never gets too complicated or anything, but it's just, it's so well structured, I thought. Right. Um, lyrically, doesn't really do anything for me, and and melodically, there's not like there's not like a, a hook that catches out to that stands out to there me. There was at all. a jam towards the end that were like that's when they were like, they yeah, flex flexing a, a bit. They flex a little bit, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, yeah it's them. Yeah, totally. It's the, it's who, it's who I know they are, or whatever. You exactly. Know, that moment of, if you showed that to somebody like, hey, this is Umphreys, they'd be like, okay, cool, like a rock, you know, two thousands, you know, prog band singing cool and then all of a sudden you're like jesus all right they got some layers but then you're like you have no idea man and yeah that's how the conversation would go like, yeah it's a good introduction they to show Humphreys. you a little bit of like yeah we got some sick stuff yeah but they hold it back they are yeah. very well restrained big, big time and especially uh uh jake sinninger and like just the way that he, you know that he's so like just capable of anything right and he's just like sitting back playing like little funk lines and like little yeah. you know what i mean it's just it's so singing backups yeah yeah it's just it's so well just i don't know well done across the board i thought what'd you think bill um can we get a, a runtime on how long it was too i'm just curious it's like four and a half minutes yeah it's pretty short yeah so like free song yeah no it might not even be four minutes i'm just trying to say like i think when it when they actually like jam at it like it uh the amphitheater is coming up in a couple months mm-hmm. or in June. You're right. You're right. It's going to be like uh, incredible. But I have a love hate relationship with Humphreys McGee's studio albums because it's like I've seen them over 40 times. Like they're incredible live. And then you get to the uh, albums. And I'm just like, I know what this is going to be, but it's, it's okay now. But I will say the, uh, the way that everything sits in the mix, we listen on headphones and everything like that. I don't know how they do it, but it feels like to me that you could just eat 
the sound. Yeah. It's just a weird uh, sensation, but like the all the like, it's just so chunky. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's like just well thick put, and well, textured. Well put together. And it's yeah. like everything's in its right spot. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I do, I do like that about this. Brandon Bayless, if you're watching, I love you. I've talked to you in person several times, but like, man, that when, when those when those fucking Bayless bangers or sorry ballads come out, that's when you that's when you go get a beer. That's that's a bathroom break. That's song. a bathroom break. Like you love No Diablo. And I I'm love just that like, song. Yeah, that's everybody's least favorite song. They all go fucking I've smoke had some people a joint that outside. That was their favorite song by Humphrey. Huh? I've had some people tell me that's their favorite Humphrey song. Well. Sometimes I guess I don't know, but I'm just trying to say that I think that uh, uh, it's great up in it's it's great during uh, Jake Seneca's going like that that heavy guitar part, but the that's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I like exactly. I like like Wizard Burial Ground. Yes, like, fuck yes, I, I love like, that song. That's yeah. that's like that's a deep cut too because yeah. like I fucking love that song. But when Bayless is is Hammond, eh, so. It's a love hate thing because I know if I saw a live, I'm like, this fucking song rules, but it's because it's going to be 10 minutes of that jam. Yeah. And well, it's, then three it's, minutes of him singing. It's like 10 different bands, too, in a sense. You yeah. Know? Like when you when you go hear them live, you're like, whoa. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, my God. And then they're doing Van Halen at the end. And oh, you're fuck like, yeah. They who's did singing? Hoff- the drummer's singing. Yeah. Are they did Hoffer Teacher at fucking uh, Bear Creek. They opened with it. I'm like, fuck yeah. They this did big. Panama in St. Augustine. Yeah. He's just ripped. Oh, there's, they're huge fucking Van Halen fans. And still. he loves ACDC, too. Oh, yeah. J- Jake Sinatra will just do Highway to Hell Riff for two oh, like, seconds. I mean, we could stop. go on and yeah. on about their covers and everything that they yeah, do. Yeah, but yeah. I would say uh, what was really interesting, too, is I listened to this uh, through my headphones and everything. And then I was also looking at it again on YouTube and like the suggested videos. Like, if you like this and you'll love Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews. <laughs> I was like, that's what it sounds like. That's right. what it sounds like in the beginning. It doesn't sound like that to me at all. It does, I, 100%. I don't... Do you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like if Dave Matthews and uh, Genesis had a baby is what it sounds like. Okay. I could I could appreciate it. Sounds, I, I could see the Genesis part. What's the, yeah. what's the song that... Uh, Land of Confusion. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. But with Dave Matthews singing over it. I don't hear the Dave Matthews comparison. (laughs) Brandon Bayless kind of sounds like Dave Matthews. Brandon Bayless' voice. I don't hear... Do you hear the Dave Matthews influence in that? I think Brandon just... Brendan sounds like Brendan. I can't really yeah. put him on anybody. Just, just me, though. Billy but. said not 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 his vocal uh, sound so much. Just more of like the the way that he sings. Yeah, is like what the he's nonstop lyrics and, and right. everything like that. And then as soon as he stops singing, and I'm not trying to say he's a bad singer or he even has bad lyrics, but then the f- fucking band jams and it's the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah, right. There's a reason why you don't jam with lyrics, so. Well, people say the same thing about fish too, where you're just yeah. Like, that is also true. That's I well. will say that about fish. Um, We're talking fish, about animals hanging out. Yeah, when are they gonna jam? Yeah, like, just jam. That's how all their fans feel fucking too. Jam. I feel you're like a jam band jam. Yeah. yeah, fucking disco biscuits. That's my favorite jam band. And like, as soon as they start singing, everyone's like, just fucking. They're the worst at singing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I don't think the Umphreys is as much of a jam band as like those guys are. You've never seen them live. I've never seen them live. So you don't but know I've, what you're I've, I've about. watched a lot of live videos though, and yeah. I and I think that it's still much more like not as. Uh, I think that their jams are are much more. Um, planned out than it is like with fish or disco oh, biscuits oh, yeah. you know, like, it's, like it's more type one yeah type two. yeah i would definitely say that but also it's because they're so good at being that tight that you wouldn't think that it's it's them coming up with it on the spot true yeah, because that's what they are I, I don't know how many times you've seen them but like i've seen them like as close as you can like the, fucking front row like at least 40 times i feel like it's like a mix of 
like type one, type two, where like there's a type one vibe to it yeah. because they're in a section. But Joel's soloing, and Joel can do whatever he wants. And if Joel like hammers on a chord a lot, they might go to this chord for a little bit. Like there's I've like hear them go for a little bit, and they're like, all right, all right, back to the thing again. And then they're like head riff next part or next part and you're like they didn't do anything to go to the next part and they got all these signs and stuff and they signs used, and the mic they used to do what was it the, jake will turn around to the mic and be like hey i'll go to a <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like, what the f-? uh but they they used to have like the the bowl the umphreys bowl i can't if you can look it up i can't remember what the name of it was but they did it in chicago every year that's where they're from yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i think it was called I, but they had like four quarters and they had like jimmy stewart like it, they they're whole concept of having fans and everything they've nailed it oh yeah that, that's like the business model that i've and they've been a band for over for sure. 20 years and everything like that and it's really cool that they are like still making new music that's like relevant that doesn't sound like they're selling out or anything like that right so yeah 100 percent. like i'll put it on put on I, a list put on like damn near every Humphreys mcgee song except for no diablo no it's a say. great song <laughs> no diablo. is it though <laughs> Um, is it all right? So it makes a list. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, it makes, it makes a billboard. So, yeah. can you hey, can you look up how much it costs to make the album Invincible by Michael Jackson? Oh yeah, it was I think it was, it was like twelve million dollars or something. It was something crazy, or like twenty million. It was something like that. I remember we looked it up in the van one time. Um, yeah. and it just came down to he was just like I got all this money, thirty million, thirty million to Jesus make a, one album. And it, what are the the it like? If you listen to it, like there's not really like any bangers on them, but the production on it is insane. It's like nice. Yeah, it's very. It's like, nice. like pet sounds <laughs> of the day. <laughs> yeah, you're like of the day. I like I think it came out in the '90s, didn't it? I think it was like in 2000. But like, did not make the money back. Not even close. I mean, thirty million dollars. That's. It's nothing when you own the Beatles catalog. That's so true. <laughs> That's what he did. He was like, oh, I got $30 million. Let's fucking do it. We fucking record like Metalocalypse. We record on water. You ever see that? No. You ever watch Metalocalypse? I've watched a little bit of it. I, I fucking love that show. Cause That's it's, a good show, too. It's, it's, but Adult, Adult Swim used to be the shit. Yeah. But they, they were recording on like the craziest things you could think of. And one of it was like they're recording onto liquid tracks. And it was <laughs> like really water. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty funny. <laughs> Because in, um, in that world, they have so much money. All right, do you want to take it from right like now, or? Yeah, um, we, we never stopped Okay, but yeah, like we just, just keep running in. it. No, just keep running it. This is so confusing to the listener. Listener, if you're listening, you are listening. You're a listener. Oh, uh, we'll take it from now then. We will take it from now. Um. All right. So it is um, decided. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and start. So right I'm curious. <laughs> for fuck, leave all that in. By the way, um, <laughs> are we? Uh, so. Go. <laughs> God damn it! Action, no, for real action. So, um, was there a grace period between the time that custard pie ended and your joining of Widgeon, or was that kind of happening at the same time? So Ben had been struck on the full electric going right for a long time, right? So I say long time, maybe since 2017 or something. I can't remember when he got it going. Um, and. The rotation was Adam Kennaway was playing bass with him. Right. Adam couldn't make it. Jared filled in. Jared couldn't do it because he was super obligated to them back bonds. Brandon was already playing drums with him. So Brandon's like, hey, let's try Aaron. So I came in and then Rory came on. Right. And then Custard Pie disbanded. Rory left Pinstrock in the full electric too, obviously. And, uh, we did that for a little bit and then we were like, Hey, 
there's no more rotating going on. We're kind of like four guys doing this thing. So we decided to name the band Witchin. So technically there wasn't really any like grace period. No, not, not really. Just a name change and a like, hey, let's try to brand it, you know. And Ben was tired of calling it Ben Strock and the Full Electric, you know. It's just like, I'm not Pete Townsend. Like, what the, f- you know what I mean? Like, there's no. It's a dope name, though. And yeah. a great logo. Yeah. Which yeah. I snag a shirt, but. Right. There's probably one He's probably got, right? he's probably yeah. got a couple The one with the, the tie-dye blue one? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I'm curious about, like, the difference in style between uh um uh between custard pie and and widgeon and uh do you feel like you were prepared for 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 that role when you stepped into that band or was it like did you like hit the shed again and you were back at it because widgeon or even with the full electric like the music is much different than custard pie more composed yeah it's definitely more um there's parts yeah there's no, we'll wait. Don't worry, Bill. Sorry. Fucking... No, it's uh, I don't know. Ben, Ben's very. Speaking of Pete Townsend, Ben Ben, ben has a not a flushed out idea as far as like here's the drums, here's the bass part. But Ben's very like, all right, here's the guitar part, and I got some vocals for it. And you know, what do you guys think? Ben, but also with Widgeon, there's never a, hey, I want you to play this. I want you to play that. I think it needs to sound like this. Maybe there's like a feel idea and somebody said as we're like putting it together, but it's like, I did feel like I needed to like, all right, I still got to stay in the shed and stay, you know, you're always in the shed, but like stay really focused and try to improve a little bit here. Cause Ben's a fantastic guitar player. Yeah. I'm nothing, not, not shitting on Rory, but like Ben's amazing. Ben, Ben blows my mind all the time. And Max is a great keyboard player and Brandon's a great drummer, obviously. So I'm just like, back at the back of the pack again <laughs> familiar like great we're running again or it's just like we're wading in water and they're riding around on speedboats you know it's just like whatever mindset where i'm just like all right you're the weakest link in the chain you got to be strong here you know yeah i'm always like that on myself but uh but with that band it once again it's like after a while i got my confidence with that band too but it's like initially yeah i felt like oh shit like with that first rehearsal going over to max's house i was like oh boy we're definitely like we're moving up a little bit or like this is my first chance like besides custard pie going to something else to try to like you know this, this was another like all right well let's see what this guy's learned with custard pie let's see what he can actually can he play can he like hang and then that was a uh, you know i started hanging and my whole mindset coming into it was like i'm gonna bring the p bass i'm gonna bring i'm gonna try to be like less is more and see what that starts me out as and then over time, I've, you know, not as less as more anymore. But it's just, I came into it real, like, super support, super, like, just, you know, I don't know. I didn't come in into it blazing like I did with Pi back then either. Like, with Pi, it's just the three of us. So I got to go, like, ah, I had to go crazy. It was also, like, predominantly, like, a live performance band, right? Right. So I'm curious, did your walking into full, the full electric, which became Widgeon, um, and that being so heavy on the recording side of things and you like, you know, I think you guys did some recording with pie, but yeah. like, but this is like a different kind of thing, right? I definitely had to learn how to play to a click track. Yeah. And all, yeah. but, and how did that, how did, you know, listening to yourself in the third person like that, how did that affect your playing, you know, on the performance side of it? 
it it made me when I went to record I would like at first clam up just to be like I don't you know or I would just you know have halfway through a good record just fall apart I'm like I don't know what happened wheels fell off the car or something we were driving or coasting um it t- it was another like all right new world new slightly how you approach it you have to approach it slightly differently i guess you're not you're not playing live anymore it's like it's picking up every single thing so it's like microscope man like what do you want to put on this thing that we're going to show everybody at some point it's going to be there forever on a mass scale yeah so I had forever. to forever forever it's a good callback just still like I just have the complete opposite uh, thought about recording like always I, I don't know why I, I didn't guess. take it as like oh god the world's gonna have it forever but I was no. real like alright let's try to make let's just have a good take it right just, right like, right I don't but, know that but, was my whole but, you're, but the anxiety mountain. or stress about having it always like it's gotta be good because it's gonna it'd be recorded like forever right I don't know Cause I, I just don't ever have that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That stress or whatever. It's not. Like I want to get it right. Yeah. It's, it's not a stress. It's as much. I mean, it, it can be stressful when you're in there, but I think that it's more about just like listening back to it and feeling like, okay, is this like, like if I put on, you know, I don't know, whoever, like whatever the modern uh, pop artist is, you know, like if I put on that record am i going to notice any mistakes like i'm noticing in what just happened right now yeah if the answer is yes then we got to do it again there's like yeah you know what i mean i i get it or even with umphreys they're not popping i listen to their to their albums and they're flawless like there's no obvious mistakes in that yeah i but like that's not what i'm trying to say i'm talking about the like the creative aspect of it or whatever i was telling chris uh today that's why they call me one take bill because I just showed up at his house at what midnight to record the album, or not record record the intro the for intro the of podcast. Of the bill, yeah. yeah, it took longer to set up the synth What's than up? it did to track your parts. Yeah, well, we can talk about experiences with recording the last one album, take. Right? Bill. What about your parts on the intro, Anton? Uh, well, it didn't take as quick. You know, we had to cu- cu- come up with the concept of what we were going to do, and you know what I mean. Like, to be fair, though, you did it in one day. <laughs> pretty, Fuck you. Pretty big. <laughs> I did it in. It took me like half an hour or whatever. One take. All right. Well. And I said, "So you want another one?" I'm like, "Yeah, we can, but it's not going to be as good as that one." Every time. Well. What's up? I I went from thirty minutes to no offense, thirty minutes to it's just one or two takes now. Just right. about one or two takes. I know. I'm I'm like I'm being cocky. I'm hilarious and like stupid on purpose. I'm, I'm kinda like, <laughs> like I'm gonna compound ideas about like what I could do differently after a too many takes, you know. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, you're yeah. gonna over it at that point. Or oh something. yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. like after I will say that after one or two takes when like you're feeling like you almost got it or like, or if you did get it, let's just do like another take or whatever right. just to make sure like that's when things start getting sloppy. You're already you're doing the weirdest it. thing ever. Yeah. You're like, let's, you're not playing music. You're playing by yourself. Yeah. To a click track, which isn't a drum. Cause you guys did it like that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's, like Ben's like, ready? <laughs> that's fucking wild. And I'm just like, there's, oh, there's the drums. Okay. And then maybe like a scratch track guitar in the back, yeah. but not the song. Yeah. Right. The song's not there. It's hard. It's like I'm I'm literally kind of just all right. The drums are just not gonna be doing that really. But 
I'm playing with the vocals and this thing that's making me stay in time. Right. You know, because me and him would, me and Brandon go first, and then everybody has something to go on top of. Right. That's how so we it's do like, too. you know, I'm the found, you know, me and him were pouring the concrete, basically. I so think, I, I don't know. I think one of the, the biggest strengths that I do have is the ability to walk away from it and be like, this is good enough. This yeah, is totally. Good. And like, you, we can do this if you want to and try to chip away at marble to find something. But me being like, no, this is a good statue. Yeah. Done. Michelangelo. Yeah. It's a solid house. We don't need to add a yeah. pool. Yeah. House yeah. references. <laughs> yeah. They're like, the pool's done, dude. I'm trying to remodel. Like, I don't just just like Silicon pool. Valley, where, where Big Head's like, ah, the pool was too far away from the house. So we moved it back. And then we realized, like, seven feet, that's like, this is a little too close. So we moved it back to where it was before. <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm not remodeling a pool. I want the fucking pool in the goddamn cabana while we're at it. it. You know what any, I mean? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. To yeah. me. All the bells and whistles. Yeah, I want all the frills. I don't, I don't care. That, I'm a bougie ass bitch when it comes to the studio. Yeah, yeah I yeah. want all of it. But you know that I think that's kind of you know makes for an interesting working environment. But I think that it's good to have the kind of yeah you need pull you need it. both because if it was just me doing this then it would just be like is this the song you came out with? I'm like yeah whatever. Yeah. You want to re-record it? I'm like what do you mean it's done? Yeah. And so you need you need a balance. Uh, what what is it called? Like a stickler to be like nah, devil's this advocate. This isn't good. We need to the the fucking mix on this. It's a good impression you. of me. Hundred percent. Yeah. You're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah EQ. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. More more engineer words. Yeah. <laughs> just I don't know, did you hear a pop or something? Yeah, yeah I have something what, like that. I'm like a fucking like 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 the musician version of Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Did you hear a pop or something? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very capitalist of you. <laughs> In the second half of bar two on B three. Yeah, what is that? A socialist note? I haven't done a Ben, ben <laughs> oh Shapiro gosh. impersonation in forever. Yeah, there's some good ones out there. TikTok is on fire with those. Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Benny Shap. Benny Shap. <laughs> Benny Shaps, that's why I call him anyways. Um so obviously, uh, widgeon is like a completely different thing than what you're doing even with Firewater now. So uh, how did you get linked up with with the Firewater boys? Shout out to uh, Nigel and Dave and all those guys. Uh, Dave hit me up. Uh, John couldn't make a gig, so Dave hit me up and was like, "Hey man, I really need, I really need, uh, I really need somebody to do this St. John's Riverkeeper gig with us." And I was like, "Okay, well." Uh, I just, all right, cool. I, I can I can come over to the house and you know play with you a little bit and figure some tunes out, and um, so we set set a day up. I go over there, and there's another bass player there. It's like, and we start jamming, and me and him both are playing. And uh, after the first song, that guy leaves, or maybe the second song, that guy leaves, and halfway through, I realize I'm like. Did I just come to a bass tryout? This is just the Highlander of basses right now? It was a bass tryout, <laughs> and I didn't even know it. Like, Dave totally, like, zinned me or something. Yeah. He, like, totally, hilarious. like, Mr. Miyagi'd me. Like, I've been cleaning your whole house, and then you <laughs> attack me, and I block everything? Like, yeah. what the hell is happening here? And, like, it was a moment where I'm like, I think I'm at a bass tryout. And I didn't even realize it, you know? And then we go through the whole day, and then that, you know, that, that guy was he was a, he was a good bass player. Everything was going good. He just really I don't think he he was uh I don't know for whatever happened. I can't really remember it. I just remember it being like was that a bass tryout? And then that guy uh, left, and uh, 
I don't remember his name. Sorry, person, if you ever hear this. And uh, Dave's like, yeah, man, that's great. So we can just work on the songs a little more and we jam the rest of the day. And uh, he said, yeah, it sounded good. We'll keep trying to get together and then we'll do this Riverkeeper gig. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, yeah, I went home and told Jamie and Jamie's like, this is a big deal. She's from, from the get go. She's like, this is cool. You, they, like they, they play a lot. You're going to be playing a lot again. And custard pie was still, that was the last couple weeks that we were technically together. Really? Yeah. We were still technically when, when that happened with Dave, I think I went home and told Rory, I was going to, you know, I had a gig with Dave at like May, May 1st or something like that two years ago. So May was two years. I've been playing with firewater. Um, but yeah, that was towards that. That was real, you know, in 2020. That, oh, yeah, I guess yeah, that's, that, that was 2020. Okay. Yeah. That makes, so, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. But yeah, that then custard pie actually disbanded. And then, um, yeah, we were, we were, I was in, I was in firewater and then I was still playing with Widgeon, still playing with bands. And then I was just like, all right, I'm, a, I'm in two bands now. I went yeah. from one band to or no, I was still in two bands, but I went from two bands to two bands. I, yeah. stayed, I stayed in two bands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Okay. And uh, Firewater completely, I had to completely change everything. I was going to say, there must have been some growing pains there coming from Custard Pie and then Widgeon and then into Firewater. It was definitely a less is more. It gets you way further, way further down the road with them. Like nobody gives a crap about your your Jocko lick that you learned last Play week. Play one to five, you're in. You're gonna kill it, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna murder. Yeah, you're, you're, and then literally, not only that, like I was safe initially. I was all right, one five. Let's. I think that's how you play bluegrass, you know. And then I never listened to one bluegrass record or studied any type of bluegrass anything. <laughs> but none of them have though, right? That's what's hilarious about Nigel it. Has. Nigel has. Nigel's Nigel's very. He's he's done his. He's shed it a long time on bluegrass. You know, he knows a bunch of standards, and he's got a great ear. He can pick up a lot of stuff. And Hoff knows a bunch of bluegrass stuff, too. But, uh, I mean, Dave and Chris know. They're, they're from a punk background. That's what I was going to say. I talked to Dave one time. He said, people call us a bluegrass band. Man, I didn't ever listen to a bluegrass song in my life. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was like, bro, you write all the songs. It sounds like bluegrass. Yeah, he's, the he's, same instrumentation, it's, too. It's acoustic punk music. Yeah, it, it is that. Well, Especially now now that, you, that they have like a, a full-on rhythm section with you and Brandon, you know? Well, it's uh, initially it was just me, so I was just back there playing electric up, uh, electric by myself. Oh down no, the shit. At all, and I didn't move a lot. <laughs> I didn't. I did a little bit of walking to the four and the five, and just kind of kept it real simple, you know, just because I'm like, I don't have Brandon, and the whole time I'm telling Brave like, or I'm telling Dave like, I know a good drummer. Yeah, <laughs> he's really good. He can play a shuffle beat. You know, he can do everything you need him to. And Brandon's like, I'm not playing with that band, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing with that band. I don't want to play with that band. I'm like, all right, dude, but it's pretty fun. They're really cool. They're nice guys. It's a good time. And music's music's pretty cool. Dave's a great songwriter, man. Nigel's shredding it. Blah blah, just dropping it, dropping it. Eventually, he's like, all right, I'll come play. And then he came and played. And then ten gigs in, he's like, I, just, I don't know if I can keep playing with these guys, man. And then he just, just ball kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And then eventually, uh, Brandon's like, all right, it's really cool. Yeah, and he just, it just, you know, he he got on board and it was it was fine. Because I've talked to Brandon about it, and Brandon's like, like loves playing with the Firewater and like he's, thinks Dave is like the fucking like the the man. You know what I mean? Dave's very, um, he's a great songwriter. 
he's very good at the hardest part about making a song, which is the words. Yeah, that's my biggest struggle. That's the hardest all the time. part about yeah. writing a song. That's is interesting because that's all it is in our songs. It's words. The, your songs. It's just words. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff going on too, but yeah. Nah. It's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> why it takes, that's why it takes you so long to, to pump out tunes, though. It's always like, I, I have like these cool progressions, like these cool licks or whatever. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And it's like, what, what am I going to say now? Or like, what's the melody going to be? Like, what's the hook? Right. And then I get stuck on that. And then that's how I have a, a, f- a fucking phone full of like hundreds of songs that are unfinished because it's just mostly like, I can't think of lyrics to put to these, you know? Right. So you got a riff or a melody, but you're even an arrangement. Like I'll have like, you know, sections or here's a good chorus part or here's like a good, uh, you know, verse and, you know, or this could be a dope bridge for a song. Right. And it's all this shit. And then it's just like, well, I can't think of words. It's a bunch of pieces. Like, oh, I got a great hook here. Yeah. Well, I need verses and every other stuff. That's why, that's what you have a band for, though. Yeah, but you guys don't write lyrics, though. We, I, we could. We could? Yeah. All right. You want to write a, a, a hit song? I've got some fucking bangers sitting in my phone right now. Name a theme. Name a theme. Or we do it right now on yeah. the show? Sure. How about bottom of the bill? I was going to say bananas. <laughs> okay. I think it's B A N A N A S. Yeah, that's a good hook. Yeah. Did you get that from somewhere? Mm. Just the fruit, right? Mm. <laughs> I think a banana is a legume, actually. It was a legume? Yeah. Okay, okay. L-E-G-U-M-E. Nah, it doesn't oh, work, though. Doesn't, it doesn't have the ring to it. I think bananas is good. We should r- run with that. Yeah. This is why I just play the bass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's right here. This conversation. Yeah. That's the, that's the whole thing. Lyrics are the hardest part. And it's funny because <laughs> like, you're right. My, my, my songs are so wordy. But it's because, like... I'm scared of the space. I need to fill it up yeah. with like words. You gotta embrace the space, man. Yeah, I'm right. I'm much Take better a page out of his guitar. book. Less is more, right? Bananas are both. You know, I was kidding, right? <laughs> like, I don't really think bananas are a peanut. Oh, it's a herb. <laughs> it's a herb distantly it's a, related to it's ginger, an herb, man. It's an herb. We got peanuts. Herb. We got walnuts. A lot of people don't know that bananas are nuts, That's too. That's so weird. I never would have guessed that it was an herb. <laughs> I know that a pumpkin is a berry. What's your search? What did he search, though? He said, is, is a banana a legume? <laughs> Just and it's that. not. I'm glad we... I'm really <laughs> glad that we <laughs> fucking closed the case on the legume fascination. Now we can write a song. Mm. No, Chris is the like, legume. there's no misinformation with Bottom of the Bill. Oh, yeah. no, 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 we're, no, getting no. We're, we're getting we're, to the bottom of the truth here on not, Bottom of the Bill. Not just the bottom of the bill. We're getting to the bottom of bananas, too. The bananas, all of it. Whatever you guys want to get the bottom to, we'll get it. Eight things you didn't know about bananas. <laughs> Man, it's a good thing Gene only puts one out of every ten things yeah. you search on screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that article said eight things you need to know about bananas. I'll just give you the one. That's fine. Uh, the banana's not a legume. Maybe we should Number make nine. that a segment on bottom of the bill moving forward. Just like fruit facts, just, well, just <laughs> fruit, fruit facts, facts with Bill. Like fruit facts with Bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be uh, encroaching on Bert Kreischer's open tabs, but uh, let's give it a shot. What's that? Google it. Oh, That's what, what we, we pay you for. for. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so I am curious. Um, what the band dynamic is like with with, with Firewater versus Widgeon, and where do you feel like you fit into the whole thing? And is there like a dynamic that you like better for you personally? Um, I don't. I mean, it's. I mean, the main difference is there's two extra guys with Firewater to help out with stuff, whether that be driving or talking to a 
you know, whoever, whatever, you know, whatever we need to happen. But it's like, I, it's, it's kind of, I really kind of do the same thing with both bands. I'm really so busy with work and when I'm not doing the band stuff, I do kind of check out a lot and just spend time with the baby and spend time with the wife and just like, I mean, I don't know for so many years of my life, I put the most, the biggest percentage was on the music and the passion and stuff like that. And just like, let's let's go, go, go. And then lately I've like turned that number down, not to zero, not even near zero, but I've, the number one number for me is now is, is the family. Like I've just kind of like, you know, figured out how to get rid of all my stress by putting family first and then work and then music. So, cause forever I had music in first place, no matter what, no discussion, yeah. music's first, yeah, no matter what. And then, you know, like we said yeah, at the start of the thing, everything was crumbling basically. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like just there to be like, all right, you already got something. What keys it in? All right. Start playing it. And I just kind of in the moment write something I don't really contribute too much words because a lot of times Ben or Dave has the words ready to go in a sense they've like the the part you're talking about the actual mining initial mining for the song with the words right they really flesh that out Dave will have a good chord progression and some words um or I mean recently we just did a song with Firewater where Dave and Nigel had a lot of words and a chord progression, but they didn't know how to put, they didn't know how to put it together. So they sent Brandon all the words and Brandon put the, put the words together. Nice. Made them rhythm, rhythmically happen. And Brandon sings the song. Oh, no so this shit. is the first Firewater original in 10 years that Dave hasn't sang. Wow. So Brandon sings it on it. So there's this, that's kind of cool. I thought, and, um, but I don't know. I just come in like ready to go, ready to like, all right, where are we going? Where are we playing or where are we rehearsing? What are we doing? I'm I'm like I get there focused and ready to go, but my main my main part is to you know, what 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 kind of baseline you guys want on this thing, man? All right, well then on the spot, just kinda take it. You know, just as soon as Dave shows me, I'm like, All right, cool. And then next time I remember what I did and slowly go until it's like, Oh, that's pretty good. And then we rehearse it a couple times and then we're like, All right, we'll go try it on stage somewhere go do it on stage and then just just from there like everybody else you know initially you're just all right we played it five times on stage you know let's record it you know we got parts we know what we like you know go from there and then with widget it's real kind of the same i mean we, we make sure it's really nice and tight in the rehearsal room and then you know let's go try it out see what it does same kind of thing you're like all right this is a crowd yeah all right nothing hmm Hmm. All right, let's tweet. Go back in here. <laughs> work on the car a little longer, you know. Or, you know, I don't care what they think. We like that song. We know it's a good song. And then we just keep playing it no matter what. There's that, too. I mean, we've talked about this before in the podcast. What, selling out? Well, no, not selling out, <laughs> but like the, 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 the bananas. Kind of the just overlap of, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of the overlap of like how comedians structure their jokes and, and stuff. Um, and how artists or musicians structure their songs and kind of like the, the, one of the biggest differences being that you can kind of write songs and avoid and know 
more or less like this song could be a, like a hit you know uh, but the tom petty uh thing i remember um might not have been him saying it could have been the guitar player the piano player they said don't bore us take get us to the chorus or something like that yeah like, there's like a kind of a like little they found a formula like the beatles found a formula totally pink floyd's kind of got a formula totally yeah, tom petty a thousand percent has a formula yeah totally yeah. every one of his songs is the same. don't bore us get us to the chorus and yeah. if it sounds like it's about to go to the chorus he's about to trick you and go to the second verse yep yeah for sure and then they go to the second verse and then they hit you with the chorus but i will say that where that where they do kind of overlap with the comedy world and structuring their jokes and how we structure songs is that there is kind of this thing where you do need an audience to kind of tell you whether or not the right. thing is actually good. You know, we can put out music on a streaming platform and, and, and that can kind of be the 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 metric for whether or not we've written a good song right. to, to the audience, right? But like there is this thing where, where it happens live where there's like a rewriting period. If this song is not working, if we're not getting a reaction, but we know there's potential here, let's go back and figure out where we feel like we're... Because you do feel it. You can feel it on stage like kind of when you're losing them, right. right? So it's like, okay, we know this is kind of where the lull is at. Maybe yep. we should go back and like restructure or change some things here Add and some there. some hits or something. You yeah, know? exactly. Change the key there. Or maybe we uh, we took too much time on that section. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Uh, totally, totally. I mean, and I'll, it's, it's, you know, whatever analogy you want, you know, take the car back, make it a little faster, make it, you know. Same thing with comedians where they're like, ah, I should have put a pause there before i said that or right something. and then they put that pause in there and let it like sit for a second then hit it with it and it's like a big pop you know right right but um no for sure like you know instead of just blah when you in the song just abruptly cut it it's little things like that where it's we notice it and it's like a big change it's like a uh, live modeling i guess mm. you could call it or live whatever. painting i don't know yeah because it's like a painting that doesn't exist until you're actually playing it but you can't see if it's gonna be good until you play the whole thing well, it's, you know like, a, I mean? it's right. like a sandcastle or something yeah. you know yeah for sure i don't know what a sweet sandcastle and nobody goes cool sandcastle man yeah and then it, the ocean takes it away and you're like i gotta build a nicer sandcastle next time i don't know i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know like, i know where you're trying to go with yeah it, it was it's, kind of, it's yeah. like it's gone once it was kind it, of a colgate reach but i liked it <laughs> it's kind of a colgate reach <laughs> Yeah, that's a good callback. Yeah, that, that wasn't even on. The, I know that wasn't even on the podcast, on the podcast. unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, um, they don't have a reference. Yeah, like, what that's mean? yeah. <laughs> for for the kids back at home, we said he's got long arms, he's got good reach, and I said, yeah, like a toothbrush, and then nobody understood what I said. And I said that was I kind meant. of a reach of a, a for a joke, and then reach was the name of a toothbrush back yeah. in the nineties, right? So we know we were going somewhere, and then you just made a callback to a terrible joke. Yeah, we're we're musicians, not comedians, guys. We do it. our best. I'm like, oh, you, so you just got the fourth camera, right? And they're yeah. like, never mind. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I just, it was a not in it at all. Yeah. Toothbrush, huh? This is toothbrush. I like mouthwash. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, that's a good unpopular opinion, right? Speaking of uh, unpopular opinion segment, guys, segment. we're fucking here. You know, sometimes I'm just feeling it. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. So, <laughs> is that an unpopular opinion? No, it's not your unpopular opinion. I was just saying that you like. You like mouthwash, right? Who like who actually likes mouthwash? No, I don't think I like mouthwash. I think I was going for more of like Colgate. Well, I, I use mouthwash. But it's another yes. fucking reach, I'll tell you that. Uh, much. That's good reach, and we're <laughs> and, and and you reach so far to the unpopular opinion segment. So go. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, we nailed that segue, guys. Stuck the landing. Stuck the landing on that one. So, um, Bill, you can go first on this one. All right, this one's gonna out me for sure. But uh, uh, collaborations 
are between uh, musicians, artists, uh, possibly even breweries. It's not for OnlyFans. It's not a collaboration. You're just banging. I don't get it. That's what they call it. Like I'm gonna collab with, <laughs> I'm gonna collab with this this uh, this other you know porn star or whatever. They're like we're having a collaboration. I'm like it's not a collaboration. Yeah, you don't get to fucking bang you don't get to other. hijack our fucking word, you <laughs> stupid piece of shit. We're artists too. Like no, you're, no, you're not. not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now my whole search feed's ruined. I know. <laughs> I, I was just about to say like as like as soon as I say that, people are like, oh, we know what you do. Yeah, I've never heard that before. So thank you. I for thought it was ridiculous because I, I, I saw it like a couple times, <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm like, are they? That's what they're really calling it is collabs. We're just collabing. It's like, you wanna, hey, babe, you want to collab later? Yeah, you want to What collab. the fuck is that about? The, the, only, the only difference was the channel name. Yeah, right? But you're like, oh. It's the same video. That's like, weird. I've watched I I'm not really into porn, but I do like a good collaboration. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that is. Yeah, thank you. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck these people! As if we don't have a hard enough time. Cross to get people collaborate. To cross collaborate. What the fuck does that? That's a fucking oxymoron. Have you ever heard it? It's, or cross, it's redundant as yeah, shit. Redundant, yeah, redundant. Cross contaminate. The same thing. Cross contaminate. <laughs> same thing. Well, it's like it's, it's, look. Read that. The promotional technique is similar to a musician featuring another artist on a song or a brand collaborating with another oh, in the for same industry. Fuck's sakes! This is not the same thing. Number one. And it's number just two, two people banging. Yeah. That's this, it. This is. And also, <laughs> we already have enough, like, like a hard enough time as artists trying to like get seen. You can't hijack the one word that we fucking get, guys. Hey, sex workers are people too. Yeah, that's true, but you're not collaborators. Yeah, you're definitely not collaborators. <laughs> Motherfuckers, man. That's a good unpopular opinion. I'm I collaborate that. with myself almost every <laughs> night. <laughs> that's there. You go. Yeah. All right. It's two, two two different channels once again. It's one channel. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Different playlist. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Billy's collaboration. What are you trying to? Why is it only oh shoes? Oh my god! All right. Well, anyways, I thought that was that was a pretty good. That's one, a good right? one. Thank I like you. That. All right. Yeah. Billy Sheehan was on there. I saw that. <laughs> Wonder who who he's collaborating with these days. All these Apparently. fucking right hands. Is what I'm saying. Apparently. Um. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that my unpopular opinion this week oh, is kind of calling back to what we talked about earlier off air again. Toothbrushes? Uh, no. <laughs> that Rookie of the Year is the best baseball movie ever Ooh, made. That is, a, that is a good movie. The best baseball movie of all time? Fuck yeah. It's not a baseball movie, the Rookie of the Year. It's a medical accident movie. That is yeah, why it's the it's best baseball. It's, that's why it's unpopular, right? Because I thought it was about building a boat. So, God damn. so many deep cuts yeah. on this episode. That was I literally forgot about that whole scene until you just said that right now. Talking about what we were talking about earlier. It's about, about making friends and building a boat. Yeah. Heartwarming story. No. Um. Best baseball movie of all time. I forget. Does the guy bang his mom or what? Uh, they collaborated. They yeah. collaborated. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> which, 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 who, who banged his mom? It was Gary Busey. The co- Gary Busey. Gary yeah. Busey was yeah. the was Gary the. Gary Busey was the washed up guy. The, rocket. The, the Rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he was played right. for the Chicago Cubs. And so Gary Busey collaborated with his mom. And <laughs> did they have? <laughs> 
It's a Disney movie, Anton. It's a Disney. Well, that's why we have to use the word. I don't collaboration. think it's a Disney movie because I'm pretty sure you can't say "funky butt loving" in a Disney movie. Did I think you could say "funky butt loving." Funky in there. butt loving. I mean, the implications, though. I would say uh, "Rookie of the Year" is a very good movie. Uh, best baseball movie of all time. That's Name a better one. Uh, Field of Dreams. Uh, yeah, I don't. I never saw that. Well, I don't remember seeing that one. I know I, I saw one with Kevin. It's Cosby. also a kids movie. So and then like the Sandlot is better. Mm. Yeah. But that's not a pro baseball movie. Blank check is that a <laughs> blank check? <laughs> I just saw a movie recently. I think they actually. play baseball at some point. Yeah, I think he buys a baseball team or uh, something. for that. Oh, by the way, yeah. Hey Arnold, yeah. right? I mean, we can go Hey Arnold. It's not a movie. They had an episode. There was a movie. There was a movie. Hey Arnold, the movie. Yep. I'm pretty sure they played baseball in that. My movie favorite too. Hey Arnold episode was uh, the uh, Eaton contest. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. I like the I like the pigeon man. Yeah, that's that a good one, good one too. too. Yeah. And the, the stoop kid for sure. Yeah, I always hang out on my stoop. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I'm a big stoop guy. No, you're not. I watched some guy, uh, uh, literally just kill baby ducks in front of me from my stoop the other day, and it was pretty disturbing. I will say. Yeah. This guy was his excuse was I told you guys off here. I'm gonna tell all the people here. His his whole thing was. I'm going to feed them to the cats. Yeah. Like he's doing the world a fucking favor. Like any cat would come near him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's plural. Like how many cats are we talking about here? It was. I, how many ducks? Yeah. It like, was several. He was he was picking them up, strangling them, and shoving them into his book bag. What the fuck? And it was truly disturbing, I will say. Like, Riverside duck and, strangling. And che- yeah. Chelsea went out there fucking like caught like. Like she was gonna fuck this dude up. I was like, "Get him, honey!" But also, I'm gonna be the one that has to fight him if he runs over here. I don't want to do that because he looks scary and demented. Because he's what time of day was it? This is around 4 p.m. Jeez, when today? No, this is uh, I think uh, maybe like a week ago, or not even maybe a couple days ago. It was yeah, a couple days ago. You called? You said you called the cops on him? I called the cops, not emergency line, obviously. You gotta save the emergency lines for people. But like fucking narc. The same, (laughs) bro. I fucking don't. That that. That dude, you don't know people like that are capable he's of, man. A serial yeah, you're, you're duck right. he's murder. Yeah, he, like, that's step one. That's exactly, lane. exactly. Yeah. So it was a little, a little unnerving and just disturbing in general to just like watch somebody pick up little innocent baby ducks and then watch like like the mom the, the mom duck like freak out and chase this guy down the street like like she's like bitch what are you doing my child and like Jesus. several of them it was so just it was heartbreaking it was yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, no. that's step one for that is him killing baby dogs. Step two is him collaborating with your severed head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyways, that was my popular opinion. You shouldn't kill baby ducks and feed them to cats. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's, that's what we took away from my mom. kill cats and feed them to ducks. Uh, or Sorry. don't let Gary Busey collaborate with your mom. Yeah. Harp, don't. <laughs> yeah. What a great movie. Bloated. <laughs> It's a good movie. Um, all right, Aaron, what's your unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinion is... Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really have a... You gotta have one unpopular opinion. You can say anything. It's all been said here already, for the most part. And if you say you don't like the Beatles, you'll be the fifth person that says that on the podcast. I'm over it. They're okay. My unpopular opinion, maybe among musicians, is just... Uh, I just don't think you have to be as as flashy as you think you need to be, or as flex as hard as you need to flex. Maybe you know what I'm gonna know. push. I'm gonna push back on this and say that any that most uh, musicians that are uh, successful would agree with you. So let's get let's get a better one than that. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get. I've, I've just maybe I've run into a lot of egos. I don't know. I don't know. Steve's well, pretty yeah. good. Huh? Honig is pretty good. <laughs> what you laugh all you want? He's amazing. I love Honig, but he's he's not flashing the sense that you're talking about. What? Honig is flashing the sense that like he wears. See him walking clothes. down a mile away down yeah. the street. Yeah. I, I, but that's why I love that. I love that about Steve. Yeah. But Steve's playing is also great because he knows when to play and when not to play, and that's what oh. he's talking about. I think. Right. right. Yeah. It's so. more of a you don't have to shred at every opportunity. Oh, there's a break coming up. I throw the eyebrows every time. Like no, yeah, you, you just went. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? Let the space happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. This is somebody f- from somebody who can't really shred though. So take take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> well, no, I, th- I don't think that any. I think that that most musicians that are kind of um, that, that are successful in their careers would would agree with you on that. Whether you're like, you, I've listened to like Krasno's podcast a bunch, and he's got all these people on there, and they they always talk about the same thing. Like I should have played less notes there like yeah. that's what Krasno said he was like he was like I've never listened back to myself and thought I should have played more right <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> that's like rarely the case it's always I should have let it breathe yeah exactly I should have yeah. like not done I should not like played this run here or maybe should have like not like played as many notes in that one section you know like just kind of hold some shit out that always happens whenever I'm listening back to a solo I took especially in the in the studio yeah. I'm like I nailed that I listen back I'm like way too fucking noty yeah you know Noted. Billy told me. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Billy told <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably referring to a lot of the wrong notes that I play. I got a note for you. What's that? Ooh. <laughs> Another callback. Yeah. So what, what, let's get a better one, Papa. I know you got a better one in you. Um. So I don't know. Recently, maybe recently, I like actually liked the new Batman. I don't know. That's unpopular. Everybody I talked to hated it. I actually haven't you seen it. So I don't know. You, you walked out. I of couldn't it, right? sit still. Actually, yeah. I'm indifferent. No, I was going to talk about uh, the ending of Ozark, unpopular. Opinion. Don't do that, right? Because I haven't fucking seen it I yet. I think everybody would agree with what you're going to say. Don't do that. Don't do what? Don't, don't do what? talk about it. Don't even reference the fact that people don't like it. I don't want to hear I it I never yet. said anything. No, we but, did, you're, but you're saying You're projecting. It, yeah, I'm yeah. Pro- oh, don't gaslight me, guys. <laughs> we're going to throw out fucking fun psychology words. We're just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't collaborate no, um, with my brain. That was me, <laughs> me, that was me messing with you. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, replace a, the word fuck with collaborate. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't like that. I fucking did, bro. Uh, um, Anyways, uh, so uh, not a fan of the Batman. That's where we're, let's, let's stick with that one. Is that unpopular though? I don't know. You don't know? I I not really. I think a lot of people liked it. <laughs> what did it get on Rotten Tomatoes, Chris? We should have weight music for bottom of the bill. Oh, if we get well, I don't know. We probably have to pay that guy that wrote that that fucking banger of a hotel. Oh, the, I- the IRS. Song. Yeah. <laughs> that was. I don't want to give it away. Well, by the time this comes out, it's already be out. But Caleb, uh, we had this dude Caleb Fesco on the podcast. That, is one, that one's coming out this week. His unpopular opinion was the IRS hold song slaps. Oh yeah, that's right. That's where we. Yeah, it got eighty five percent, eighty seven percent. So never mind. Was that good or bad? I, don't, I, good. I never understood Rotten Tomatoes. Is that's it good? It's a high score. It's out of a hundred. That's good. But but you want it to be a high score, right? It, it, yeah. It, well, it's the, a B. Yeah, on the left hand side is the critic score, and the right hand side with the popcorn is the fan score. Okay, right. so you want it to be like you don't want it to be like twenty percent Rotten Tomatoes. That'd be bad, right? So it was decent. It was decent. 
It was decent. I don't understand. It was decent. Are you trying it's, to do a bed or something? You don't know. No, how no, it works? because Rotten Tomatoes sounds like you don't want as many Rotten Tomatoes thrown at you, right? So no, like, that's what they say. It'll be it'll be ripe, like it's good, oh, like 100. And I if got it's it. rotten, it'll be green and gross. You know, got it. Eagle okay. and Eppert, whatever, give it two thumbs up. Yeah, that's what all the trailers said back in the day. Now got, we got yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Gotcha. We just do two, stick with the two thumbs up thing. We fucking like. change this to a movie review podcast in a heartbeat. Maybe we should just drop the Rotten Tomatoes thing and just go back to the two thumbs up thing. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a big enough scale. You need more than two thumbs. Well, if there were a hundred thumbs, then I'm with you. There could be a hundred thumbs if there's fifty people, right? Or like. I did the quick math on that one. Four, 49 and then you know, a weirdo. You know what I wanted? To, you know what my actual unpopular opinion I, what I wanted to be this time was that uh, two seven unsuited is my favorite hand in poker. Oh, I, know you, I know you're a poker guy. Uh, I like it's just a suited connector, really. You like a suited connector? Well, you have the chance of obviously a full house or two pair or something like that, but I just love messing people up with like a straight flush draw occasionally. And then on, on top of that, you can get a flush. And it's like, you know, a lot of people chase a flush, but there's just like so many hands. You like, Watching Daniel Negreanu just destroy people with like seven, four of diamonds. You're like, what the fuck? Why is he limping in? But he comes in on the big blind and then wins the whole pot because they think he's got an ace or something. It's how he's playing it. Yeah. It's just how he's playing the people. It's like once you learn the table and all you got to do is sit there for a couple hands. You know, if you get a good hand, you know, you get face, you know, face cards, but. You know, just wait on something. You can't play six four of diamonds on the first hand. Yeah. But you can play six four diamonds on the three hundredth hand or the hundred fiftieth hand. Three hundred. How long are you playing, dude? It's a long game. The hands are quick, to be fair. That's true, yeah. Unless you're playing with fucking Billy who's gotta sit there and think about his life. Well, I played online a lot too, oh, so it's just true. Uh, yeah, that's true. Or I had double, triple Q going because I'm a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a Sean Thomas move right there. Yeah. You know, if there's more stokes in the fire, I have more hot stokes or what, you know, whatever it is. You know. I, I, and you I'll, can quote him on that. You can quote him. <laughs> that's, that's a direct quote from Aaron Webb. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> stokes <laughs> in the fire. Thank you for being here tonight, man. We really appreciate yeah, it. This is a lot of fun, man. It was a silly one, but it was very entertaining. I fucking, yeah. no, I fucking love this one. No, of course. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm saying we were being silly. Yeah, we were being silly. Not yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, again, thank you so much. Make sure you guys check out Widgeon, Firewater Tent Revival. I should do a shout out. Uh, Firewater's coming out with a new EP. It's called Itch. There's a new four song EP coming out soon. Hell yeah. Um, we got CDs made. And uh, Widgeon's going to come out with the album. The album's about to drop. Oh, it's about to drop? It's about to drop. We got a date? I don't have a date yet. You got a name for it? Oh, uh, how about, yeah, take your time. Look at it. How about this bird's for you? Stand by. It's actually called. <laughs> it's actually called Colgate. Just it's, it's called. Hey, don't touch my ducks. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my ducks. Or it's just a big middle finger says collaborate. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure. Is that know. what Vanilla Ice was trying to? Oh damn! Collaborate that's and deep. listen. How do you? Ew. Oh man, that's fucking weird. All right. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you guys next time. Adios, muchachos.